two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. And welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm 30 and still gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, everybody? It's Groundhog Day. Yeah, right? It's every day is the same day. Yeah, I feel like it is. I feel like my microphone's a little soft. Let me see here. Test, test, test. I think we have to raise mine up a little bit. Yours, you're, you're, you're good. All right. Those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way on today's episode. We're going to be talking about uh, a couple of Star Wars stories. Did you know Star Wars is fake, Sarge? Did you know that Star Wars is fake? It doesn't I, actually happen in a galaxy far, far gonna, away. Yeah, this episode is going to be a lot of hand grenade throwing, I can tell you that. Hey, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Mandalorian Season 2. A little bit. We're going to talk about The Last of Us Part 2. The stuff, not not about the leaks, but about other drama that's going on behind Last of Us Part 2. Uh, we're going to talk about Starfield. Could it be, Sarge? Could it be that it comes out this year? Or no. does it come out next year? We'll see. No. Uh, Fallout 76 has a roadmap. I know you're excited about it, Sarge. I know you're very excited about the, the roadmap for Fallout 76. So we'll talk about that. I know everyone played this game when it was out. The Culling. The Culling was a fantastic game. Everyone around the world played it. Lobbies were filled. Oh, yeah. It failed the first time it came back. It failed the second time it came back. But this time, they got something that's even better. We're going to talk about Destiny 2. We're going to talk about the fantastic trophy. We're going to talk about the... I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to talk about the fantastic trophy the Titans got. They're so proud of it. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about... Destiny, uh, the event that's happening right now. The, for, the funny part is, it's called the lie, and I just that's that's even funnier, right? That's the the quest is is called the lie. I think I think, I think that's a double pun on their part. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about uh, if we have time, we'll talk about Tony Hawk Pro Skater One Plus Two Combined Remaster. We're gonna talk about Summerfest so far. What we thought, what our thoughts are about Jeff Keighley's thing going on. We're going to talk about Epic Games Engine, the Unreal 5 engine, and we'll be talking about Madden 21. Also, we're going to talk about real fast, this is the thing we talk about the fastest, is what we've been playing lately. So, before we get started, if you're not following us on Mixer.com slash 30andStillGaming, hit that follow button down below. Follow Sergeant Sarge McCluskey on Twitter at, th at Sarge McCluskey. Follow me on Twitter at 30andStillGaming. If you would like to find all the information out, instead of me telling you to go to iTunes and Google Play and Spotify and YouTube and Mixer, all you have to do is go to this site right here, and this is 30andstillgaming.live. 30andstillgaming.live. Right now, as you can see, we are live on the website. Down here, you can find our Twitter feed. You can you can donate if you want. You can find the audio version of the podcast. You can find the, all the past broadcasts 
of Generation X Gaming on the video podcast portion of it. You can click on any of the the audio providers if you like the audio versions, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm are all there. And if you want, you can also send us a message down below. Uh, so if you listen to any of this stuff and you want to talk about it later, contact us down below on the website. It's 30andstillgaming.live. Go check it out. I appreciate you very much. All right, Sarge. What have you been playing? Um, I mean, I've been rotating. I've been playing Division 2 still. I'm going through global, uh, harder settings, just trying to pick up some blueprints. Uh, playing Battlefront 2. Um, trying to unlock some cards and practice on the Jedis I haven't played in uh, two years. Um, I'm playing a little bit of uh, World of Warships. Uh, and how is that? Also, how how is that? I mean, once again, it's 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 more fun with your friends because you guys are loaded into the game together. Because the the only issue I have with it is if you do play with friends and someone goes out, like they get destroyed, they have to wait till the game is over before you get to play again, right? So, I mean, the, the matches are not that long; that like fifteen minutes like 15, 20 minutes, and the game just ends anyway, regardless of who's winning, whoever's got the highest score is going to win. Right. But unless you guys are on the same... I mean, I guess if you guys are on the same uh, skill level, you guys can last about the same time in the game, but if someone goes out, you have to wait. That's the only, that's the only downside. Right. I mean, it is it is a pay-to-win a little bit. I mean, you can pay to get better ships, but it's... Can, the, you, can, you, the can scaling... you play? Can you play to unlock stuff, or is it only pay-to-win? No, no, no. It's pay. It's pay to win. You. It. It takes a long time to unlock ships. Like you can. It's almost like the battlefront kind of thing. You can play against people, and you get more XP, or you can play against uh, AI. You get a little bit less XP, but you get to practice more because guys who have been playing for a while, and each each country's got a list of ships, right? Right. So let's say there's like eight countries. So I might be level one in America, but I'm level like twenty, in German, right? So I might be fighting against someone that I think is like a rookie because I see he's, he's in a level one boat, but he's been practicing because he's level 20 in other countries. And so you, the whole game is more of a... It's math and skill. Try, try to figure out where the guy is for range or if he's turning, when to fire the guns. Because the guns take a long time to reload. It's not just you're just shooting. It's not like a first-person shooter. Right. It's like... And, and the scales, of course, it's shortened because you're not going to be fighting miles and miles of ocean. Everything's scaled back, but it's it's all relative. Uh, it, it's it's a fun game. It's it's ten on ten or twelve on twelve, I think is what it is, and it's just interesting. I like I like the setting because it's it's World War Two. It's like from like nineteen hundred to like nineteen I think fifty two. I think it is all the ships. But I'm a historical guy. I like that kind of stuff, and it keeps me busy instead of like punching a wall. Yeah. Okay. Um, Warships uh, better than punching walls, and and, uh, and comp- I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for a good like World War II like strategy game. I'm still looking. I'm probably gonna be like an older game, but I'm also playing Company Heroes Two. I like that as RTS. Um, that's about it for now. I'm busy. I keep myself busy. <laughs> I'm not. We're I, all in quarantine. Not, I'm busy. It's not time. I'm, it's not time for Fallout again yet. But I'm feeling. I'm feeling Fallout probably in the fall. Well, Sarge, you might. You, you might. You might like this if you're an Xbox Live Gold member, which I know uh, you are. I happen, I happen to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can try Fallout 76 this weekend for free. No, for free. 
No. Maybe? No. No. All right. No, I'm not giving them the satisfaction. No? All right. Uh, it, was a try. It, was a, it was an attempt. It was a try. No. I know you would like it, but it's funny. All right. I've been playing... I've been playing SnowRunners. Uh, they, it, I don't know if they fixed it. It wasn't fixed in the patch notes, but the bridges are fi- are fixed for me so far. So far. So far. I'm looking forward to. I'm right now. I've been stuck on Alaska for a couple days now. I can't unlock that last, that last map of Alaska for some reason. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I I'm missing something. I have a couple of objectives that are like locked and I can't do. And someone says I have to. Re- I have to deliver this drill. But the drill's not open to me, so I'm like trying to do everything else. I only have like one quest left of contract left. Everything else is like locked for me, so I don't know if that's what I have to do to unlock it or if there's a glitch somewhere uh, in the game. But I'm still enjoying that game a lot. I just picked up Super Mega Baseball Three, which I have I have plans for for this thing. I don't Super Mega Baseball Super Mega Baseball Three. three. Oh, thank you very much. Is it is it is it anything like Baseball Simulator 1.0? Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Sorry. My wife just gave me... I, I, I bought some pears, and I put it out, because you don't want them in the fridge. I put it out nope. last night, and now my son, because he has fruit every night, she just gave me a piece of this pear. Holy shit. Oh, good it, fucking actually, pear. It, it actually tastes like a pear? Oh, it's so juicy. It's it's fantastic. Um, Yeah. So, Super Mega Baseball, it's not like Baseball Simulator. The best way I can describe it, Sarge... I've talked about this before on the show. It's um, it's like Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. Oh god! Right? It's like a cartoony style. There's men and women on the on the team. Okay, of course there is. Uh, right. Um, it's fun. It's just a fun little like animation. They they put more depth into it this year. And today, I just created... People, the, the batters have psychological problems, and you have to figure out how yeah. to make them stable before they go to the plate. So. Sort of. So basically what happens is if they get in a cold streak, it, it starts to diminish their abilities, right? It gets in their head, right? So they have to they have, so like, you have to get them a fluffer. They have to get cold. They have cold streaks, hot streaks. At the end of the franchise season, like people retire uh, and new rookies come in. You have to build them up. You have a salary thing and stuff now. Remember Superstar Baseball? Yeah, a little bit. With the, with a salary cap and stuff like that? It's, it's, it's like that. The stadiums are cool. They have brand new stadiums this year. Yeah, women play baseball. Were they were they were they paid for by the public or were they franchisees bought? I'm not sure about that. Yeah, but uh, the game itself has a lot more depth into it, and they're doing really good. So I created my own league. I'm in the process of making it right now, and uh, I've created today. I created Coca Cola. I created uh, Pepsi. I'm creating a a soda division. I created the the network TV division, so I have a CBS, NBC. I'm, I'm creating the other ones, and I literally created the logos, so the logos look like the actual logos from from the actual. So you're getting ready for copyright strikes. Absolutely, 100% copyright strikes because they they're the closest possible without being the actual logo in a video game. Coke spelled with a K, though, right? No, no, Coke is spelled Coca-Cola. It's just different font and different stuff, right? And uh, so I'm putting them all into the thing. And I'm going to go game by game. I'm going to let the computer play both sides. And I'm going to announce them. And I'm, that'll be up on my YouTube channel. We're going to have a whole league. So if you if you want your favorite team, I got Twitch. I got I, I got Mixer. I got I got Microsoft. I got Apple. 
I got Facebook. I got all Netflix. I got all the streaming services that I'm working on. I got the network TV. I got movies. I, I'm the Goonies. I got to make three other movies that I want as maybe like the top movies of all time and then make their logos or whatever in, inside there. So Please I don't make a Titanic team. So it's, it's going to be fun. I'm making the teams now. I have to wait for the other teams to get imported in because I don't feel like making the other 16 teams already made from Super Mega Baseball 2. Um, other than that, I'm excited in two weeks. I haven't played it yet, right? But Minecraft Dungeons is coming out. I'm super stoked about this. It's my son's first first time playing a dungeon crawler. He's getting excited. He's he's watched. He's been watching videos of it. He's like, Can oh. you play? Can you play online? Yeah, yeah, you can play online co-op. Or is it only like cooperative no, in your own house? Nope, you can play online co-op and you can play couch co-op, I believe. Right, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because he's got his own Xbox anyway. So. We're going to be playing online. You're more than welcome to join us. We'll have the whole family play. Okay. All he wants is a dog. He's like, I want a dog following me. I was like, you can get that. He's like, I'm in. Do you know, do you, know you can get that? Yes. Yes. We, we've watched okay. it. Okay. Right. So he's super excited about it because one, it's Minecraft and two, he can get a dog and he doesn't care about anything else. Really? I miss being five. <laughs> so that's what he's excited about. Um, so that's what we've been playing. Other than that, I've been playing uh, a little bit of Call of Duty. Oh, I'm sorry, Call of Duty. Fuck me. The Division. The Division. The Division 2. Right? And I've also been playing um, Battlefront 2, which we, we know that they're not supporting it anymore. There's a petition going around right now for Star Wars uh, Battlefront 2. Right now, I think they're at 70,000 or 80,000 petition? petitions. What's the petition going to do? What does it say? To keep it open and, and keep adding to it is what they want. But here's the thing. They had a petition when the game first came out with 200,000 uh, to to do something with it. And that they, they didn't give a shit about it. Right? So this was what got 80,000. And EA, again, is not going to give two shits about it. No. So there's a petition going out trying to save Battlefront because they want... You know, they want Ahsoka, they want Ventress, they want other heroes and stuff and other maps that are in the game that maybe were in Rebels or maybe in Clone Wars and all this other stuff. So that's what they're they're trying to do. It's a cool it's a cool thing, but I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. So talking about Star Wars, of what we've been playing, I'm gonna dive right in to the uh the first story of uh of this, right? So Star Wars Lucasfilm executive reminds fans, okay, that the canon is all fake anyway. I don't know if you knew that, Sarge. Did you know that all, all canon across all things is fake and is in a sci-fi fantasy? I just want to tell them, so is the Bible. And that's what I just want to tell them, right? It's all fake anyway. It's like I don't, I don't understand what, what, what are they trying to do to the fan base? When the people who actually pay you and buy the merchandise and you tell everyone to calm down, everything's fake anyway, don't worry about it. Right. I don't I don't understand the mentality of the people typing on the Twitter accounts when they say this kind of shit, especially coming from the company. From executive. From an right. executive. Like it it boggles the mind how idiotic a response that is to tell people that it's like no shit, it's sci fi fantasy. All right. People find attachments to things because it rings true to them in some way, right? And it makes them want to buy the products or watch the movies or whatever. So what this guy is actually saying is, don't fucking watch our shit. Don't right. worry about right. it. 
right? He's, he, he basically, basically just telling, did, yeah. telling, the, telling the consumer not to consume. Right. Basically he's basically doing an EA. Don't buy. If you don't like it, don't, don't buy, buy it. it. Right. Yeah. Right. So this is what he says. Sure. So to summarize, there's a reason that you need to, uh, to uh, internally know that this isn't a canon. So we can keep our line of official storylines aligned as possible but it doesn't mean fans can't individually pick and choose what they want to accept as true martin shared on twitter it's all fake anyway so you can choose to accept whatever you want as part of the story okay sweet then i then i choose that the the, the sequel trilogy doesn't exist right i've done that i've okay. literally just taken I, the trilogy and, th- and thrown it out the Jedi, I, I'll, I'll, i'm sorry rogue one is the last Star Wars movie. Right, right. Everything else doesn't exist. So he also says, Legends, corner of the franchise, were disappointed that those stories were no longer considered official. In regards to the debates about what uh, or isn't canon is an issue because of the studio itself, as it specifies in certain stories weren't canon, leading all fans to start questioning semantics of the official timeline. Okay. Again, Matt Martin, okay, says, so to summarize... To to summarize, there's no need to internally know what it is. It isn't canon, so we keep our lines officially storylined as aligned as possible, but that doesn't mean the fans can't individually pick and choose what they want to accept or not accept. Let, let's 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 give it let's give another example. Let's give the example of Game of Thrones. How many fans followed them for eight seasons? How many fans loved the story? How many fans loved <laughs> the books? They wanted to follow everything. The characters were chosen yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Everybody was into it. Everybody bought merchandise. And then you get down to when we're past the actual books, we're going to make up some stuff, but we're not going to follow anything about canon. We're going to just make some shit up right. and go against everything that we know. And then you destroy your own fan base. If this was a normal business class... Everyone that works at these executive companies would have failed out of college. Like, what are you doing that you want no clientele? I don't understand it's, what it is you're trying to do. Not only not only are they like killing their clientele, but basically they told the clientele from Game of Thrones or Harry Potter or Star Wars or whatever that the five years that you gave us and gave us your money and the comic books and the toys, and the movies, and the shows. Thank you. We're moving on. Wait. Thanks. Thanks for nothing, because it doesn't matter. Nothing that we do matters. Okay? Point taken. Right. Point taken. Right? I got so, it. I got you, man. Don't worry about it. I got it now. So Nothing you do matters. Right. I get it. Exa- exactly what he said. So it's all fake anyway. Like I understand we all know a galaxy far, far away is fake. But the problem is well, the galaxy's real. Right, it's, the galaxy's really far away. Really I far can't away. Prove it. Right, exactly. I just know the galaxy's really far away. I right. know that. So now if that much is true, then maybe a little bit of the other stuff is true too. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you can't have a front without a back. Right. You can't have light without dark. Right. Right? So you can't have yin without yang. So I, I just I, find I'm it just funny. Saying, I find I I find it hilarious that a, an executive would come out. And I'm surprised this executive still has a job. Right? To be honest, if this, if this doesn't tell you that the medications that are going around in today's world are not fucking people's brains up, I don't know what else is. Like this is a prime example that whatever pills you happen to be taking are messing you up, because this type of rational thought does not happen when you're trying to maintain a business. Right. Right. And I, I just find it hilarious. Can you imagine anything? Hell, let's just talk real. We don't talk about religion. But the Bible is written 
Okay, and it's a story. It's it's the greatest fairy tale right? of all time. And and people follow that shit to the T, right? Yeah. Well, Can you imagine because it follows it, if the ahead. person came out and said, uh, none of this is true. None of this is true. The people that are like, what are you talking yeah. about? Right. Yeah. What did I what did I give? Right? What did I give? I went every Sunday for my entire life to this yeah. this church and gave thousands of dollars because you yeah. believe in this thing and they're like it's all fake. It's all fake. We right. We know if it. you if you <laughs> first of all, if you shit on somebody's religion, they're going to be angry, right? Right. And for some people, Game of Thrones or Star Wars is their religion. Harry Potter is their religion. Star like Trek. They believe, yes. They believe in it that much. Right. That's why they buy all the products. Right. That's why they're involved in all that. And if you're going to piss on the people that actually sustain the business, I don't understand what the mentality of that is. Yeah. Like, is it is it maybe because finally that there are other people that get to be on television saying their opinion besides them and they don't like to hear all the negative shit after all this time? Right. Finally, maybe that's what it is. Whereas beforehand, if it was on TV, it must be real. If it's on if, if it's told to me on the news, it must be real. Well, now people are getting information from other people, not from news. Right. Not from shows. But from listening to other people, just like now, right the second, okay? And so maybe the executives are finally realizing that they're losing control. But it sounds and like so a tantrum, they're, though. They're, they're lashing out. Yeah, it sounds like a tantrum. Like a, like, a, like a spoiled child. It's like it's like, it's like like your mom, right? Like, I can say that because your mom's my mom, right? But it's like, it's like you're saying something and you're so angry about what someone's saying. You're like, you know what? Your mom. Right, right. right? Like, and, and you're like... What? That's what that's what the, that's what these lash outs seem to be, right? Yeah. I I it, it, I just I can't wrap my head around it. How many executives from different companies are lashing out against their own clientele? I think it's beautiful, actually. I really do. I, I, I don't know, man. No, no. Just, I I think it's beautiful because these these people forget these companies forget how they became a company they, in the how first they place. Got there. Right? They 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 forget that if I create something. And then people buy that object, and then I have more money, and I can expand my business to make more things for people to buy. They forget that they think that because they're a business, that they're like God's gift, Perpetual or existence. or the yeah. emperor's gift, or Kirk's gift, whatever, whoever you believe in. Okay, is is well, we gave this to you. You should be giving me money for absolutely nothing. None of this matters. It doesn't matter. That shirt in your bag doesn't matter, Sarge. Whoever made that shirt doesn't doesn't well, I'm, exist I'm letting, I'm letting you know right now the poor kid in china cares about <laughs> that i bought this shirt i got news for you so that's that's where star wars is right now right so no star wars is in star wars is in a much worse place oh yeah yeah yeah. like star wars is on let, let's put it this way if if star wars itself was society it'd be falling apart from both sides there's internal struggle they're having a civil war they don't have an identity there's identity politics they're at war with each other for fiscal but it and religious reasons. But it doesn't it's, matter. It's all it's fake. I, I, I got it. It's, it's all, all fake. It's I all got fake. it. It's all but fake. But it's it's real enough to cause waves in the business world. So oh yeah, it's, it's real in that fact. It's real there. Here you want to you want to know something really funny right now, and this just came to me earlier today, right? Because Disney's just asked for another like eleven billion dollars. Eleven billion dollar right? loan. Because they got to keep the lights on. Well, 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 think about this. If they have to start selling shit off. Think how beautiful this would be. <laughs> I thought about this the other day. I was like, 
George Lucas could literally buy Star Wars back from Disney for pennies on the dollar for less than what he paid what they, what they paid it for right? 500 million right <laughs> like 650 million he can get it back right he's literally imploded it I'm from not, the inside fact, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you you know how you solve this problem you want to start a petition for real bro that's how you start a petition how about we get the fans to buy back Star Wars from Disney oh and it's owned by the fans right and then we put like we put like Fio, uh, Filoni and uh, Favre Favre uh, in charge yeah 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 Make them CEOs. You guys do what you want with it, and we just make it, it like fan. Like it's run by the it's run by the fans. It's run by the fans. We bought it. We bought it. We we pick the best Star Wars person there is. We put him in charge. There you go. Yeah, and we let it run. Yeah, that'd be amazing. We let it run. That would be an awesome. Yeah, that's that's a petition. That would be an awesome now, so let's test think about it. to see what would happen need, to it. Right. So pennies on the dollar. We're gonna need seven hundred and fifty million at least. Right. So. For let's see, so across the entire planet, maybe we need about a thousand dollars for everybody, all the real true fans, or like maybe five hundred dollars. Like I think it's possible. I think we can do it. And what we have to do, of course, though, is we have to put it underneath the dummy corporation. Like we have to do it like what they do, and then slowly buy them, right? Over time, and then that that be that be fucking hilarious. It'll be called the People Star Wars. Right, right. That 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 honestly. I think it'd be hilarious. We buy Star Wars away from Disney. Yeah, the PSWs. As, 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 the PSWs, yeah. <laughs> right? And then we just start making our own movies. And we let... We, and, then, we, and, then, and then, right. And then what we do is we put the guys in charge and we say, okay, we want, we want you to start, to start looking at scripts from any writer anywhere that loves Star Wars. Right. And they submit scripts. Now, of course, it's a filter process. You guys will get to see them all. Wait, we hire a bunch of people who know how to write and right. read. Right. Very important, right? And so <laughs> got to learn how to write right? and read. Got to have to learn how to write and read, and we ha- we have them go through the scripts, right? And the ones that the ones that are like on the level of like, you know, Timothy's on, like that kind of stuff, right? Move to the front of the line, and they go, okay, which one of these can we make into a movie, right? And, oh, and if we don't have enough money right away, that's okay. Because the fans will do a Kickstarter for Star Wars, right. no problem. Well, here, here's the how much money do you need for the movie? Hundred million for the movie, no problem. Here's here's the best part, no problem. We could literally stop watching Star Wars right now, like start a Kickstarter and say buying Star Wars on Disney's like it's not for sale, and we're like, yeah, we know. Okay, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's not for sale, but no one goes and watches anything they make. No one does anything for Star Wars, right? Can you imagine the power that Star, would be? Star Wars starts to tank, and they're like, all right, we'll buy it for you for uh, $200 million. And they're like, like no we one, paid like, $4.2 like, No, no, like, we'll, we'll pay $200 million. No one's watching any movies. We can't make a dime on this stuff. It's like no. it's like on fire. Yeah. It's like, uh, I think we have to sell it. Yeah, yeah, we'll buy it for you. That's a shame. Yeah. How much do you guys want? We'll give you, we'll give you $500 million for it. <laughs> we paid $4.5 billion for it. No. Garbage. Yeah, but it's oh, garbage. No one wants to watch it. How much did they pay for it again? How much did they pay for it? It was a billion. $4.5 $4.5 But half of it was stocks, though. Half of it was stock. Still four point five billion. Stock from Disney. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and I feel bad for George because he's he's got to hold on to those stocks for a while longer <laughs> before before right. he can get rid of it. Like he can't just dump the Disney stocks right now. You know, it's right, not right. going well. Right. I, I think that's funny. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about Mandalorian, right? So there's been a lot of news in the Mandalorian. I'll put a pre awkward quote out there, not awkward, but a spoiler quote. If you haven't seen season seven of Clone Wars, I'm not going to spoil it directly, but there's going to be things said. Is, is there something indirectly it, spoiled after you're announcing you might not spoil it? Is it, that indirectly? Well, isn't that directly spoiling it? It's sort of right. 
You're indirectly, directly spoiling. But no, I'm I'm saying things. But if you haven't watched Rebels, which has been out for fucking six years, okay. And if you haven't watched Rebels and you haven't watched last season, if I talk about Rebels, it kind of talks about the last season of season seven, which also talks about what's happening right now in the Mandalorian. So, so what I'm about to talk about is the Mandalorian season two. We talked about this in the past. Ahsoka Tanu is supposed to be on Mandalorian Season 2, okay? Rose, uh, Rosio, Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka. She's playing her as an early 40s, mid-40s character. Who are, they getting to play? Who are they getting to play Ahsoka? Rosario Dawson. Oh, okay. All right. So she's okay. playing the older Ahsoka in the show. Is it, because, is it because she's transgender? I'm wondering. She's not transgender. Uh, Rosario Dawson's not transgender. She's a hot fucking woman. What are you talking about? <laughs> listen, listen. No matter what happens, you gotta throw you gotta throw a virtual signal grenade every once in a while just to make sure people are paying attention, right? Because now everyone's like, "What do you mean she's transgender?" I gotta look that up. Right. No, and people she, gonna start, she, yeah. start looking it up. Yeah. No, she's she she's not she's not transgender. Right, she, she's a a mixed ethnic background, right? And she's hot. Okay. She's hot. Okay. Yeah. I got it. So. Hot, hot girl with a lightsaber. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm in the boat. Okay. Tell me more. So she's playing. She's playing Ahsoka in season two. Now, if you watch season seven and you've watched Rebels, you already know Ahsoka's alive, right? And if you watched Rebels, you know that Rex, one of the clone troopers, which was her lead of her division inside the Clone Wars, okay, was her her main captain, okay. So. He's alive in Rebels. Now, at the end of Mandalorian, if you haven't watched Mandalorian, please back out for the next 30 seconds, okay? If you haven't watched it, back out for a second. At the end of Mandalorian, the bad guy, Moff Gideon, is holding the black saber on him, right? Which is back from, it's a Mandalorian sword given to, right? Which is a Mandalorian weapon. It's a lightsaber it's just, from one of the light from one of the Mandalorians that became an actual Jedi, right? That's that's where it's from. So Bo Katan, who was one of the leaders, yeah, the dark saber. Okay. So basically, she was the leader of Mandalorian. She is rumored to be coming into season two of Mandalorian. So is the guy who played Jango Fett slash Boba Fett slash a hundred thousand clones. Okay, he's coming into the series as well. Everyone is saying right now, <clears throat> everyone's saying right now that Boba Fett's coming back. Boba Fett's in season two, Boba Fett's in season two, Boba Fett's in season two, and I'm like, it says it on IMDb, and I just want to let you know, anyone can update guys, IMDb. Just, Anybody guys. can update IMDb. Okay. People, people have to understand how characters work. You can't put... Boba Fett in the Mandalorian. Yeah, it doesn't work. Well, you could, but there's yeah, two problems for with shits it. Shits and giggles. Yeah, it's just for fan service, right? right? But let's let's talk truth, okay? I know you're going to say the same thing I'm about to say. If they put Boba Fett in there, it devalues Boba Fett and and the Mandalorian and, and the Mandalorian at the right, same time. At the same time, because Boba Fett's entire thing is based off of 30 seconds of screen time and one novel. Okay. Right. The mystique around the comic Boba book series Fett too. is more popular than the actual time he spent in the movie. It's all okay? fake anyway, though. Right, Alien? It's all fake anyway. Right. It's all fake anyway. <laughs> I get it. But what I'm saying is you're going to ruin him more than he already is. Like, people always think people, 
normal people think that Boba Fett's a meme anyway because he didn't do anything. Right. He had five minutes of screen time over two movies. Him, right. right. Because you got the because you got the prequel trilogy, you got a little bit about Django, and Django basically is Boba because it's a clone of him. It's his son. Right. You, you get an idea how badass he was from that, but not the actual Boba. Right. Right. And so you would destroy the series by doing it. You would destroy the series. You would destroy Boba. Right, you would destroy everything. Would just come crumbling down. Now it's different having Ahsoka and having Bo-Katan and having the character who played Boba Fett and Jango Fett and the hundred thousand clones. If he comes back and plays the character of Rex, in my opinion, that would be a smarter Does move. Does he get paid per character? I mean, he's everybody, right? Uh, he, if he Does did he flat rate, or he, he probably would be the richest man. He'd probably be the richest maybe, man. Maybe he gets paid like eighteen times for extra work. Maybe instead of one, instead one, of one, one yeah, one actor, actor, maybe he gets like fifteen salaries of extras. Could be, could be. It's a good gig either way. So I think he's not coming back as Boba Fett, even though it says on IMDb he's Boba Fett. That that's a crime. A problem with this is back in the day, Lucasfilm was like the most tight-lipped. Okay, as far as finding anything out for Star Wars, you wouldn't know anything about Star Wars. In today's day, since Last Jedi came out, everybody knows everything about everything that's happening at Lucasfilm and Star Wars, right? right? Which is mind-boggling to me. And fine. My thing is, I don't think he's coming back to play Boba Fett. I think because of Series 7, of Season 7, and because of Rebels, I believe Ahsoka, I believe Rex, I believe Sabine, okay, which is from Rebels as well, and I believe Bo-Katan are all going to be in the story together. Okay, and it's going to be a spin-off moment. Like they come in for maybe one episode, maybe two, or half an episode. If, we want to see if they're good enough to make their own show, right? Well, that we, seems appropriate. Ahsoka yeah. might get an, her own show. I think. She, well, not only I do I think love to see own show, I think she's going to get a spin-off live action of the continuation of Rebels. I would love to see what the makeup's going to be like for Rosario, like to make her into Ahsoka. There's some makeup. There's some. Uh, there's only been one scene that was deleted from the from the prequel trilogy of showing Shakti. When she got killed by Dooku on the ship because he had captured her. That's true. And the makeup on her was really good. Like turned her into the, into that Twilight. And so I'm just I'm just curious to know how they're gonna do it. Like, well, I think it'll be CG. Well, actually, they're they're doing a lot of practical. They they would do practical, definitely practical. I, I'm I, hoping. I backtrack uh, on my statement of CG. Um, but I I think they're gonna do a spinoff of Soka. I believe they'll they'll finish the storyline of the Yoda the baby Yoda character because they need he, the Mandalorian needs someone that knows about the force powers. Okay. He'll meet somebody to find somebody and that somebody will be Ahsoka. Ahsoka will give him a couple of words of wisdom and like help him in a mission or something and say, no, I can't take him. It's too dangerous. He's got to stay with you. He's the best for you. Some shit like that. Okay. And then they'll part ways. This is, this is not my path. You gotta right. talk like a Jedi. Right, exactly. Right. right. This is not my path. Right. So she'll leave and then we'll find out Ahsoka in the in her own series with Sabine, with Rex, and with with Bo Katan all trying to find Ezra Bridgers, okay, from Rebels. I believe that's what's gonna happen. Has it been confirmed that it's the uh reincarnation of Yoda? No, it's not the reincarnation of Yoda. It's never been the reincarnation of Yoda. It's it's called the child. He's fifty years old. This takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, which would make he was born 
45 years. That's, that's, bef- the, that's right. before the before the before, before the Clone the Wars. Yeah, before the Phantom Menace. Right. Yoda died in Return of the Jedi. And he was 900. Exactly. And so he saw some shit. Right. So he's he's 50 years old. He's not reincarnated as Yoda because that wouldn't make any fucking sense. Especially since Yoda, we saw in Dead as a, as a ghost in the whatever. Uh, you guys whatever, have to open up your mind a little bit. Like we, have, I don't remember what the race name is of him, but don't you think there are like other people in the mass galaxy that they live in that have force powers? I mean, it's, it's just what it is. Just open your mind up a little bit. Don't be so narrow about it's got to be these four or five characters. Otherwise, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like it could be anybody. How's a kid fifty I, I, years I, I old? Long, they live to like nine hundred. I long to see just another character that develops well that may or may not have force powers or just as just as a badass. Here, like, here's the thing: character development. Just I, I, character development. I like Ahsoka's coming in for a brief moment, but I don't want her to stay long in the in the in the show because I like the characters they're establishing in Mandalorian. Yeah, don't shit on the Mandy. And I and I I want shit on the I want those characters to develop over two three seasons. Now I'm okay. If they do what the Marvels uh, did, we're like on on Netflix, where like Daredevil met Luke Cage and Luke Cage and Iron Fist, and they all like had like a crossover type of episode. I'm cool with that, but I don't want to do what like DC is doing, where like Flash and Arrow and Supergirl and Batgirl and all these guys are doing crossover episodes, and I have to watch 1,500 hours of episodes to catch up on something that's going on. I just want I want the Mando to grow and expand in their own universe like in the universe but on their own path i don't yeah. want them to be bogged down by boba fett and ahsoka and all these other people yeah, i think it's cool you're crowding you're crowding the main character's development right right so right? it's not listen it's not time for a crossover yet the show just started right, right. Do crossovers when the ratings start dropping right let's develop the character first before you push the panic button and say quick Throw Luke Skywalker in there. We gotta, we gotta keep the show going. Like, no, just right. let, let right. the people go. Right, right, right. All right. So we got. What are we even playing? We did the uh, the story of uh, that and that. Let's uh, let's move on over from uh, from Star Wars to The Last of Us Part Two. Right. Oh God. No spoilers yeah. of what we saw. Right. But Sarge wants to bring up some points of The Last of Us Part Two because right now. There's it's a shit show. There, there's reviews out for a game over how many? Eight hundred? Is there eight hundred? Twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred reviews of a game that's not even out yet. Go ahead. Sorry. Five stars. Yeah. Five stars. Yeah. Five star reviews. Twenty five hundred. Right now, listen. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get cut off in the in the in the virtue signaling and and the actual spoilers of this. But we had to discuss what is happening with this with Naughty Dog. If, as a company, you decided this is the kind of story you wanted to tell, okay, you know if this is the kind of story that, you, that you're going to tell, you know it's going to come with backlash. You know the climate of society right now. You know what the fuck is going on. You decided you wanted to do this. You wanted to take a chance. You wanted to take a risk. Maybe, maybe somewhere in the development room, they were like, go big or go home, right? Maybe someone said it, all right, now. You made your bed. Now you have to lie in it. Okay? So if it comes out early, what the story's about, and now they're in panic mode, what does that say about the devotion to the actual story that they wrote? If you're concerned about the leaks that badly because you think that people are going to look at your movie negatively, 
then I guess you must have thought about that before you made the game. Right. Right. right? So what is the, what is all the hoopla about? If the people like the game, just like you said before, if the people like the game, they're going to buy it. And if they don't, they don't. But the fact that you are forging 2,500 five-star reviews in order to buffer what may come as a review bomb thing coming out, depending on how the game develops, not to mention the fact that they could have held back the game, but they know they have to release it now because they can't control the narrative for that long. So they know they have to get the game out there and sell as much as they can because now they're worried. I call bullshit on so many different levels for this. If you knew this was going to cause that much problems, why would you have made the game? Right. Why would you have made it in that direction? Why? Somebody somewhere had to make the call, right? And not to mention the fact, and, and everything, the layer of this cake is very thick. The layers upon layers work against the game. So, yes, you have crunch. We all know about it, right? And now I'm not talking about the candy bar. Okay, it's we good, all know about good, the crunch. It's a good candy bar. Right, we all know about it. But the point being is, apparently, people are so angry about working conditions there that they would they want to bomb their own game. Think about that for a moment. You worked on the game for five plus years, and you're so mad that you would rather see the game burn than do well. Think about that for a moment. Right. Well, it, it came out that the employees are not the ones that leaked leaked the stuff, right? Whatever, man. That's their narrative. Right. That's their narrative. Because it, it seems pretty odd. It seems pretty odd that, and this is separate. This is a separate in, uh, incident than what Sarge is talking about with the review bombs, or uh, not, not review bombs, but the review hype. Okay. And the quarreling, he talked about this, and on his on his video, he said that, this has been happening for the eternity of video games, right? There's yeah. positive reviews of things that don't even are not even out yet, right? And he goes, and what about if this happens the opposite direction, right? Everyone gets pissed off about review bombs and giving fake reviews for level, you know, one star or zero stars. He goes, and that's they get mad about that and they take him off. But yet, this is the opposite. The game's not even out yet. How can you have twenty five hundred? reviews of a game because because they're trying to keep that number high enough so when people actually buy the game if they put in bad reviews it gives them a little cushion right because it takes a it takes an it takes a, a, a decent amount of time for you to buy the game play it put a review on right they want to make sure they got a little buffer so the opening weekend sales don't look bad right that's that's the whole game see this is this is this is the problem i have if it's all about the money jack if it's all about the money if that's what you guys really care about it's not about it's not about making a good product anymore it's about the money well if it's about the money then why the fuck would you pick something so radical right that's going to uplift people crazy about the game why would you do that if it's about the money so something's not something's well, not naughty, working out here naughty dog something needs doesn't to read, add up correctly naughty dog needs to read the article up. of of the star wars executive saying it doesn't I, matter i watched i right? watched all the leaks i watched all the leaks i get why people are mad and i get why they might be mad but at the same time I have to say, Duplis. GFY, okay? GFY is what I have to say. Because there's no way that you didn't know that something like this was going to happen before this 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 was going to release. Uh, Sorry. Duplis, do I think Sony or Naughty Dog would admit it? No. Because if they admit it, it opens up a whole other can of worms, right? Right now, they say they were hacked. 
And if they were hacked, then great, let's move on. But let's say it wasn't a hack. Let's say it was an employee who got vindictive or was pissed off and then released it. Well, then what does that do? Well, why did he do it? Right? And then they go investigate why he did it. And then they interview the person why he did it. And then it comes out why he did it. And then, or why she did it. Okay? Why that person did it. And then they're like, well, because I was working this late. I was working this many hours. And then they're like, oh, investigation. Naughty Dog is doing this and this is against the law, blah, blah, blah. It goes deeper and deeper and deeper if they say, yeah, it was an employee and it was him or her, right? Because then news reports can interview that person, find out the story. Then they then they have so many so many different ways of trying to keep it down, which they can't because once it gets out, it's going That's so it. many different directions. But if they say it was hackers, great. Who are the hackers? Let me know who the hackers are. Let the news reporters know who the hackers were and let's interview the hackers and find out who they are and what they did and why they did it. What was their, why was their thing to do this? What was their motivation of doing this? There's always a paper trail, always a paper trail. And there's always guilt on someone's mind when stuff like this happens. They would never, ever come out and tell you that it was an insider, right? They would make up any story just to keep it away from that, to try to take the narrative and bring it back and bring it in to bring back the narrative back to them. It's just... And first of all, the narrative is is shady to begin with. The narrative is just shady. What Naughty Dog says happened, shady. Yeah, it's okay? just weird. It, it it doesn't make sense to do what they say happened. Now, I get why people get disgruntled. I understand the whole thing. And you and I talked about this before. I understand a certain amount of crunch, depending on the type of game, is necessary. But what, what you have to understand is originally... When products and video games are being made, when the game is done, the game is done. Now, I'm not saying over. I'm not saying hang on to the game forever and, and, and overinflate the budget. What I'm saying is, they made a product. When the product is done, it's done. Now we're under this whole deadline thing. These massive, horrendous deadlines has to be out before Christmas. Has to be out before the end of the quarter. <clears throat> has to be out before the end of the fiscal year. And if they don't get it out. They still release it broken, unfinished, and it doesn't matter because now the convenience level is for them to be able to fix it on the fly after as long as we get it out. That's too much pressure on a lot of people for no fucking reason, right. especially when you're not, you're not releasing a good product anymore. Right. What happened to we want to release – now, I'm not saying perfect. I don't like to use the word perfect. But we want to release the product as best as we can, the best possible – version of the product we want to release what happened to that right it, it's this not about that anymore issue. yeah yeah but that but that's the problem okay that is the problem okay not to mention you can sprinkle in the rest of this virtue signaling all this other stuff on top of it right that's secondary compared to what this is you chose the game you chose the story you chose the plot you chose the way to go and now they're worried that because of what we say, they're not going to sell enough. Well, my words to you are boo fucking who. If you cared about the money, then you should have made something that was universally welcomed and just sell a fucking video game. Right, right. You decided to pick what you wanted to pick, and now you want to circumvent as much of reality as possible in order to lie to people in order to sell as much as you can. Yeah. That's the problem. I, I think I think the way the, the companies do now, 
I feel like they they try to pick the the topics that are trigger points that they know they'll get free articles. They they know they'll get a whole bunch of talk. They know they'll get a bunch of retweets and tweets and messages and all this stuff across the board because their marketing now is just throw some shit out there, see what sticks. It doesn't matter if it's true or false. They just they just want it out there, right? So that's one reason I don't like what's happening right now in the game industry because, for instance, we talk about the bad news. Yeah, we talk about good news and stuff, but we talk about bad news. Everyone's like, oh, these guys are crouchy. All they do is complain. No, we're, we're talking, talking about, about, we're talking about the reality right, of, what's of, actually of, of actually right happening right now. Exactly, right? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you guys are upset that you didn't get your fix because your day-to-day -day life is so stressful. It doesn't matter what kind of shitty game you want to play, but you'll play whatever because you need your fix. I'm sorry about that. But the rest of us, you know, I'll back up a little bit. I, I've talked about this in the past. The reason why there's so much dissension amongst gamers currently is because the average age of a gamer is older, right? Yeah, They've 35. seen the games come out. Yeah. They're still a gamer. They're still playing games. It's not like it was before where after you get out of college, you're getting a job. We're not gamers anymore. And you're off to doing your own life and you don't play games. People are playing games longer into their later years. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that means the mindset of those people are carrying over and they're the ones doing YouTube videos and they're the ones doing podcast shows and they're the ones discussing the product in an adult way, not just cool. What's the next game come out? Awesome, it got explosions. Look at all the stuff I can buy. Like, that's not the mentality right. of the people who are playing the games anymore. <laughs> this game that's coming out that made by Naughty Dog, that's an adult game. It's not for kids. That game's got nothing to do with children right. anywhere near nowhere, it. Nowhere near it, right. The story plot itself should have no kids near it. Cyberpunk 2077, okay. not for Same kids. Thing. Right, not for the, kids. The game is for adults. So when we come out and we're talking about the realities of the shitty products that we're talking about. It's not because I'm trying to be a negative Nancy. It's because I'm trying to educate people to stop buying garbage yep. because you are ruining games. Yep. You, if you guys can't see the shit that's coming out and think that that's not shit, then we have a bigger problem, okay? You have to go back to school. You have to read more. I don't know what else to tell you, but you got to figure out that when someone sells you a bag of shit, eventually you're going to open the bag and know it's shit. You can't tell me you're just walking around with shit in a bag and you think it's the greatest bag <laughs> no, ever. No, they'll look at it and go, hey, look, there's a flower growing out of it. I, right? I don't get it, man. Uh, I don't get uh, it. Uh, that's, that's, that's exactly what they do. Fun, fun is subjective, right? What you like is subjective. Completely understand. However... There's a baseline. There's a baseline, okay? The game companies made the baseline. They said, hey, look what we can make. We all looked at it and went, that's pretty fucking cool. Let's buy that, okay? Then five years later, another system comes out, another game comes out. They go, look what we can do now. Oh, man, that's awesome. Let's get that. That's a great game, right? Now, you've established these lines, and now you come out with something that's such a tragedy in digital format, and then you say to them, that's fucking amazing. Are, do you have amnesia? Did you guys not play games the last 10 years? Do you not know what was released? Right. Are you just out of the womb and just someone put a controller in your hand? You have no idea what gaming was like, and now everyone thinks that this is the new baseline? So the new baseline is below the standards what was set by them. Not us. Not us. 
them. They set the bar, and then they shit on the bar. Okay? And everyone walks around saying, well, it's a good game. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, I don't have brain damage, so I don't know. Right. I don't know what you guys are talking about. All right. Well, speaking of trash and shit and bags, the calling is coming back with an absurd business model. Now, if you guys don't know what the More calling than is, More right? Than absurd. All right. So, a battle royale game, the calling is making a return, but the new business model has been heavily criticized. Okay, right? developer. Uh, of the game uh, releases the calling of two in 2018 but it launched was so rocky the company closed it down right basically for a second time because the calling came out sucked they came out with the calling two that sucked so the calling the first uh the game is I first released the calling for a good year right the the 2016 the will be launched on xbox one on may 14th which is today okay before later releasing on pc and 16 player battle royale gameplay seems to be staying the same the only thing is the business model is now changing. The developer says that the calling will cost money to buy unless the player purchased it before or played it when it was went to free to play. Now the players can then play one free online match a day, okay, but will have to get a token after that. Players can get another token by winning an online match or can buy three tokens for 99 cents. 10 tokens for $2.99 or 20 tokens for $4.99. Online pass that provides unlimited online matches can also be purchased for $1.99 for 7 days or $5.99 for 30 days. Okay, I don't know if anyone realizes what the fuck you, we, I just said. But they made an arcade game on your computer. Yeah, yeah. They made an arcade game. Yeah, you, you basically in your you're, house. You're, you're playing an arcade game in your house. That's yeah. exactly what you yeah. and you have to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, it makes sense, doesn't you're, it? You're putting coins back in the machine. Yeah. I, I got a couple of questions. I want to know where the company's based out of. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not too I sure. Want what, I want to know what country it's based you out of. You can't travel right now, Sarge. That, because that kind of business model is absurd. Is absurd. I get to play one free match a day, and then for every match after that, I got to pay ninety nine cents. But the game is shit. Okay, to begin I, I with, don't, I don't understand. Well, well, the the part that makes me wonder is if the game sucked so badly the first two times, twice, right? The first two times, if it sucked that badly, who is funding this game to continue trying to make money, right? Are they the same people? The people that you just described. Fund, yeah, yeah. The, you, are, they, are they the same people who are trying to fund Anthem? Like, how much money in reserve do you have to support a failed game when everybody else keeps saying, well, games are expensive, Sarge. You got to know they have to charge microtransactions. They just can't keep making a game they can't they can't fund. Well, apparently they can't. Who is funding this game? The same people that funded $976 million to Activision the last three months. I, it's it's bizarre, it's bizarre. What? Uh, it, it's definitely a case of uh, pay uh, steal from Peter to pay Paul. It's got to be. It's got to be that this company has money from a different game and like maybe it's a mobile game that they're they're raking in money and they're funneling it into this. It has to be something because there's no way that you would try to listen. They're trying to support culling, but we can't get them to keep supporting Battlefield Five or Battlefront Two. This seems they, they can't make any more money on Battlefield Five or Battlefront Two. We can't make any more money. We're stopping productions on anything. We have to go on to the next game. I, I gotta look up. Going no, hold my beer. We can make this game work. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? At, at this point, it just seems like a fucking meme, right? Like, it just seems like a fucking meme at this point. I'll, hold on one second. I'm I'm, I'm looking up. This company was founded in 2007. 
they've never really made anything. I I, I just don't get it. Like, it, it sounds like they're broke, and it sounds like they have to pay their mortgage, or it sounds like they owe the mafia something because they couldn't pay off their right. last thing, and then they're like, all right, just give me, just give me thirty days. Just give me. I, guess I get the money. Just I give me thirty days. I can get you the money. I get you the money. How much do I owe you? Okay, we have ten thousand. Actually, I'm going to see how many how many people they follow them. Okay, we have thirty one thousand people that follow us on Twitter. Okay, so we have a we have a we have a following. Okay, following. okay. Out of that, we have at least twenty percent of the thirty thousand people will pay five ninety nine. Okay, we'll pay five ninety nine, and then they pay five ninety nine. And then they're going to play and go, hey, it's actually not that bad. Oh, I lost. Oh, I really want to play again. $1.99, right? And then they- <laughs> I got to put another quarter in the machine. Yeah, right. I got to put another quarter it, it in the machine. Sounds like, it sounds like they're either drug users or they owe money to the mafia. Because- I mean, I, it, I don't get it, man. It, it, not, it's ridiculous. It is such, it's ridiculous. It is, it is the shittiest business model I have ever seen done if, for a free-to-play Pay to win game. If you're a person in my chat right now and you're one of those people that buys this game for five ninety nine and then pays a dollar ninety nine to keep playing it, you are no longer ever allowed in my chat to bitch or complain about uh, anything. anything from any company because you funded this, right? That's all I have to say. Right? And anytime I hear someone go, No, nah, this game's terrible. Nope. Nope. You don't get to speak because you paid five ninety nine for the calling. And you paid extra to play an extra game. You're I mean, done. Just, just staring at the wall. Just like this is fun, man. This is good stuff. This is. I said this. I said this on the on Monday's broadcast of the Rages Roundtable. Me and Clintus are good, right? There's no bad blood between me and Clintus. Clintus said, "I'm I'm having fun with trials. I don't get any. I don't get any cheaters in trials. I love it. The game's not. You know, to me, I'm just loving it. I just. And I said." No. I said, no. I said, the game is broke. The game mode is broke. I said, and it's people like you, okay, that play the game and think there's nothing wrong with it. So Bungie looks at it and goes, well, we have 100,000 people playing the game. They like it. So we don't have We're to fix good. it. Right? We're good. And I said, that is the problem. The problem is that you don't care enough, that you're having fun, but you don't care enough that you notice that this is a bad I just, I just product, play, bro. right? I just want to play. I just want to play. It's they sat on it for two years. Two bro. years. That's why I said. I said two years. They sat on it and it's broke. Two years. Two years for one game mode and it's broke. Great segue. Let's move on to Destiny. Okay. So from the calling, from the calling to to Destiny. Okay. I I laughed my ass off. Because for the last three weeks, Guardian Games, which is probably one of the shittiest game modes they've put into Destiny, okay? If you want to learn about that, go back two episodes or last episode, I talk about the whole Guardian Games thing. Well, Titans won. Congratulations. I'm, I'm happy. Congrat I'm a Titan. Congrat I'm, happy. I'm a Titan as well, but I'm also a Warlock and a Hunter. No, I'm a Titan so it doesn't... main. I'm a Titan main. Right. My main kind was a Titan. Yes, so yes. the whole thing is, Titans win. And they, they were supposed to have this, gr well, we thought, was supposed to be this grand, grand trophy. Okay, let me let me look up, uh, let me get Santa to Rage's uh, picture of it. I got I got to send it. I got to show you this. This was this was fantastic when he when he saw it. 
I laughed my ass off when this happened. Okay. I'm gonna. Wait, I'm... This is it? That's how big it is? Alright, hold on. Th this is. Here it is. I'll, I'll play it again. Come on. I, I, I laughed my ass off. Wait, this is it? That's how big it is? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it's so little. Is that a, a, a wastebasket with an eagle on top? Yeah, it's a trash can flipped over with a with with a, with a lion on top. <laughs> that that must have taken at least a day. <laughs> okay. They, <laughs> I love. That, that must have been, that must have taken at least a day to make. At least. <laughs> I, I love I love that he's laughing his ass off. Okay, this this is this is so good. This represents everything that I've talked about Destiny in the last five years. This represents it right here. This garbage can flipped over with a lion head on top. We had this grand gesture in our head that the winner of this thing would get this like I don't know, twelve foot trophy like. If, if, in the middle of the tower. If you turn, if you turn your, it, warlocks. If that's you turn, if you turn your head to the right and look at the iron banner that's going on right now, they have a giant like bowl with fire coming out of it. That's like four, or five times the size of that, and that's just decorations in the background of 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 uh, Rise of Iron, right? Of Iron Banner. Yeah. I log in. I swear to God, I log in every day now since this came out on Tuesday. Okay, I haven't logged into Destiny in weeks. I log in every day just to go to the tower and just laugh at this. I laugh at this because it's fucking hilarious. Here's my here's my thought process, Sarge. A couple of weeks ago, there was a glitch that someone showed that this corner of the tower gets blown up. Okay? I shit you not. Like the Almighty is gonna come was down. It, did somebody did somebody make it or think about no, it? No, no, no. It, it was a glitch. It came in the game. An actual devastation of the tower in that corner. Guy jumped into it and everything. Okay. The Almighty, I, this is what I think. We blow it up and chunks come out. Something happens, right? Okay. The war mine blows it up. Chunks come down. It hits the tower and hits it. I guarantee you, because this is supposed to be in the tower for a complete year. Okay. Which I've, it's fantastic. So I get to laugh for an entire year at this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guarantee you. That the fucking corner will be disappeared and this trophy will be gone. They'll fucking destroy the trophy <laughs> and say they'll build them a new one. Okay, that's bigger to put in the in, in the tower. How much? Chat. Who wants who wants to put it in, who wants to put it in there? I guarantee you that this trophy gets blown up and then Bungie will say, "Don't worry, Titans, we're building you a new one," and it'll be a bigger fucking trophy. And that right there will solidify what Bungie is to this day, okay? It's always greener on the other side, and you'll never, ever hit your full potential, right? And they'll just keep fooling you over and over and over, over and over and over, okay? Is the, that one point? Is that 1.2 million or 12 million? That's 12 public million. Yeah, 12 million 12 public million, events completed. 12 million right. public events? Okay. Right. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen, okay? Not only is this event terrible, okay? But the event... It's terrible. The event after this event, okay, to culminate the last part of the season, the three weeks, is to do the same thing you've been doing for the other nine weeks of going to the Seraph Towers 
and completing the Seraph Towers. But three weeks ago, they made the Seraph Towers harder. Okay? They made it harder to complete. Now you have a quest line, which is the first quest line to get the Felwinter's Lie shotgun, which was already in the game in Destiny 1. Okay? And now they're bringing it back for Destiny 2. Okay? So, the first one is you have to do 3 million completions at the Seraph... By yourself? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> 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 that would be fucking weird. <laughs> no, you gotta do. It's like <laughs> that'll keep him busy. Yeah. Well, uh, they'll they'll be by completed then. by Destiny Five by then, right? So you you have to do the you have to do the Seraphim Tower three million times, and it's a community event. Okay, it's a community event, and every time you complete it, Sarge. You have to complete it, meaning you have to finish the whole thing, not just at the end of the timer, it's completed. No, you have to complete it, like actually beat it. It's one point per person when it came out on Tuesday, all right? So if you have five people there, six people there, and you all complete it, it's six points. If you don't complete it, it's zero points. So everyone's like, what are we doing? So at the end of the first day, it was at like, correct me if I'm wrong, chat, was it at 3% or was it at 6%? I think three percent is what I what I last. I, I thought saw. it was three percent at the end of the first day. So then, what happens? <clears throat> at what then? What happens at the end? It was three percent first day. Okay, yeah. So, Bungie comes out the next day. Real quick fix. They're like, "Hey, we fixed it. We 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 did a multiplier." So remember, they they made it harder three weeks ago. Well, now they made it easier. They made the the champion guys a little bit easier to kill. Okay, if you do it right now. It counts as five points per person. So if you had five people before, it was five points. Now if you have five people doing it and you complete it, it's 25 points. Okay. On the weekend, okay, I'm assuming starting tomorrow on Friday, okay, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's 10 points per completion per person. Okay. So right now, if I'm not mistaken, they are at, this was at, when was this uh, taken at? This was taken 13 hours ago and they were at, 887,000 uh, of 3 million. So they're they're about a third of the way. Almost, yeah. Okay. About, so about that, a third that, of the way. So it's it's doable now is what you're saying. Yeah. That's just EDZ though. Then they have to go do 3 million at IO and, and the moon. All right. So we're, we're, we're squeezing in for three weeks. It's going to be close. Well, I think they're going to complete it now much faster. But the whole point is that everyone's like, come on, guys. We gotta go do it now because we need to get the sh- we need to get the shotgun because there's like five or six other steps to do, right? Okay, so they're trying to get this completed so they can continue, and this is where we need to make a stand. This is where you need to make a stand. As a Destiny player, you should not do this event, and why shouldn't you do this event? To teach Bungie to stop putting shit content in the game. Now, one day. It dropped on Tuesday. Nobody played it because it was retarded. Okay? The next day, they had a fix. That's how fast they fix shit when you don't play shit. Right? You see what I'm saying? So if you don't play this event, nobody play the event. I guarantee you, you're going to get your shotgun regardless because they're not going to not give you something they want to put in the game. You paid $10 for the, the, the content. Okay? That's the whole point. 
everyone's like, come on, guys, we got to do this because I want to see what's next. That's just it. I want to see what's next. It's going to get better from here. It's always going to get better from here. But yet here we are in this season and it's the worst season in Destiny six years in the making. And this is the worst one. Everyone's like, no, 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 no. It'll get better. It'll be better. It'll be better. Is it going to get better? Listen, man, it's, it's once again, the, the fight lies in the fact it's subjective. I look at the game as a total package. I don't look at it as one of the greatest first-person shooters ever. If that's where your mind lies and it's all you care about, then to you it is one of the greatest games ever. It's one of the greatest first-person shooters <clears throat> ever made. I give it to them. I give it to them. Shooting mechanics, awesome. But as a total package for what the actual vision of Destiny is supposed to be, it is not close to what they talked about or what we imagined. Now, I'm not saying we imagined too much. Once again, I did not set the bar. Right. Okay? I did not set the bar for Destiny. They set the bar for Destiny when they talked about it, when they said what they were going to do with it what they said they were going to continue to do with it, okay? And all we've had is jumping from one hoop to another. I get it. Nothing's perfect. But you can't say after six years that this is the best that we've ever seen. It's just not. It's not. I didn't, I, once again, I didn't set the bar. I'm only following what they, what, what they showed me. I, I, just, I just don't understand how people don't understand. <clears throat> like, look... If gas prices are too high and nobody goes buys gas for a day or two, that's like now that gas, gas prices are low. Yeah. That gas will go down real yeah. fast. Right. They're like, well, we got to sell gas. We gotta, right. Nobody's buying pigs and cows right now. Right. Farmers are literally euthanizing animals because they can't get rid of them. Okay. Cause no one's buying them. Okay. Yeah. If you don't do something, the company has to change their ways. But I swear to God, the Destiny community is the most gullible community there is. They're blinded by beauty. They're blinded by Destiny, the stripper girlfriend. Okay, it's the greatest. It's the greatest metaphor we've ever created. Okay, <clears throat> if they just don't interact with the stripper, she will get off the stage. Right? If you don't interact with the stripper, and there's no dollar bills in front of her. She literally will get off the stage and another stripper will come on the stage. I, I've been told. Okay? That's what's happening right now. Please do not interact. Please do not interact with this content. Please do not interact with this content. I guarantee you better shit will come along when they learn. Okay? Look at No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky was like, oh, nobody was... Oh. We didn't. We didn't prom. We promised stuff. It didn't happen. And then, boom. No Man's Sky is a really good place. Look at Star Wars. Battlefront Two came out. It was pretty bad. Nobody wanted it. And now, Battlefront Two is probably in the best form it's ever been. And then they canceled it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Bungie is yeah. not going to close down. They're not. Yeah. Right. They're. They're doing fine, guys. I. I don't know what everyone keeps worrying about. They think that if you don't play, that they're going out of business. But trust me. They're fine. They're fine. Okay. They're not going to close down. You not playing this event, all of a sudden, not going to make them go, oh, sorry, guys, lights are off. 
they already have your money. We're gonna we're they, gonna they we're, already we're have gonna your pull money. a battlefield five, right? You think you think that they're gonna pull a battlefield five? They're gonna just up and one day say, oh, say we can't do this anymore. <laughs> we're moving on to the next game. They 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 have your money. They have your money already. This season's already paid for. The next right. season is already paid for. Okay, and if it's not paid for. You'll go to the store and buy something one time, and you've paid for it three times over, right? They're fine. I'm, I'm not. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about Bungie. They're fine. It's gar- <clears throat> garbage content. It's garbage content. And what you do with garbage? You take it out. You take out the trash, right? You take out the trash. All right. So there's Destiny. We're done with Destiny for the day. That was quick, quick and easy. Let's go from one garbage can to another. Bethesda. All right, so we're talking about Bethesda. Now, Starfield, let me let me bring up this story. Do, 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 do. While you're bringing up the story, can I can I do the little the segue here about the other scrolls? About the about about the about the about the divisive response. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> right. So <clears throat> somebody had I, I forget I forget what's the guy's name I, I, I always I always forget this guy's name Pete Hines uh, Pete Hines right they sent him a message and asked him about any other information about Elder Scrolls 6 and his response was uh, if you were misled by uh, I, forget, I forget what the gist I'm trying to get the gist correctly he, he basically said that if the rumors about Elder Scrolls 6 are not coming across correctly then we're not we're not maintaining information correctly. He basically told people, "Don't worry about it. Like when we have information, we'll tell you." But the the attitude is, you showed Elder Scrolls Six as a trailer, even though it was a quick trailer at E3, which means that you're telling people that it's coming around. So when you say shit like that, people are going to ask questions. You can't you can't have people not ask questions about something when you show a trailer. So now it's been two years. Since the trailer was shown, and so yeah, someone's gonna ask you, "Hey, what about that trailer? Anything else going on with Elder Scrolls?" And your answer is, "Starfield's coming out first. Don't worry about it." Okay, so what that means is, then shut up about your trailers. I don't want to see your trailer. Don't tell me about stuff that you know is not coming out. Right. Stop hyping stuff that's not showing up. If the game, listen, if we're worried about Starfield coming out, okay, Starfield uh, minimum. 2021. Minimum. Hold on. Minimum. Okay. The update officially on Starfield's site prompts that fans wonder if Bethesda is going to make a major announcement soon. Bethesda spoke up the game earlier this week, confirming again that Starfield will be released before Elder Scrolls 6. Okay. Now, the ESRB rating pending logo can now be found on the bottom of of their website for Starfield. So, obviously... Summerfest, Jeff Keighley, he's got a bunch of stuff going on. Bethesda is on the docket, but they're not scheduled yet. Okay, obviously when they do come on, they're going to talk about Starfield. Okay, question is, when they do come we on see talk about Starfield? It's going to be Todd Howard inside the Pope Mobile. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be he's going to be he's going to be in bulletproof glass. He's going to be in his house about Starfield. Yeah, he's going to be in his house. Uh, the the problem is, do we see gameplay? No. We don't see gameplay. Nope. I think we'll see gameplay. Not much, but we'll see gameplay. You'll, you'll see. You'll see a cinematic thing. You're not going to see gameplay. I, I. I think we'll get gameplay. And then, do you think it releases I, this year, or do you think it releases in 2021? Starfield. Starfield. Oh, not this year. No way. No. No shot. I. I think as well. It'll be 2021. No and shot. the reason I think that 
is because of Fallout 76. Fallout 76, okay. it just got the update. They just brought out their roadmap. For, they don't want to divide the community. 76, right. They don't want to divide a community. You can't divide a community. They just got it up and running. Right. You can't have people just bail out on, on Fallout first. They, they got the money already. Not only are they going to bring out Fallout first for the new system, there are going to be people migrating to the new system. Todd will come out with 16, 16 new colors of, of, of detail. Okay. Fallout 76 will be on the next X generation of consoles. They'll announce Starfield. They'll show Starfield, but it won't be out until 2021 next year. Minimum. I uh, that's, that's, that's if you're that's if you're not counting the delays. I think guaranteed it'll come out 2021. The, the, the delays. The delays. I think it'll come out guaranteed 2021. <clears throat> oh yeah, Lono talking about the uh, the event today. Yeah. Um, as far as the Cyberpunk 2070, not Cyberpunk, I'm sorry. Uh, Fallout 76 update. We have the roadmap. Where is this at? Roadmap. The roadmap for Fallout 76 is, was posted on their Twitter account. And coming coming into the next year here. Let me see if I can make this bigger so you guys can see it a little bit. So we have the roadmap for 2020 roadmap. We have the Fallout 76 uh, Wastelanders edition up on top. It's available now. Then we have introducing seasons this summer. Okay, from the makers of the Unstoppable uh, uh, Shindig, Blast Radius, a catch of Kami, comes with Legendary Race, a new way to experience their West Virginia. Each season brings a new progression of challenges to complete, plus exclusive rewards like Atom Bundles, Perk Car Packs, and unique cosmetics. Now, come out with legendary perks, new high-end level perks, public teams, find teams with ease, and Colossal Problem, a new legendary boss event. Okay, so it's got community challenges, facet returns, and new week event, or meet week event. That's the first uh, event coming out for the summer. The next one in the fall is One Wastelanders for All. This is like the One Tamriel type thing they did with ESO. So experience all the Appalachia Wastelands has to offer matter your level. Um, rebalanced combat reward scales to your level, so players in different levels can easily team up and experience the entire world together from Toxic Valley to the to Cranberry Bog. Now you get Steel Dawn, which is a new quest line. Daily Ops earned scaling rewards. You get a Season 2 refresh, and you get Bombs Dropped event. Okay, and then the last one, you get Fractured Steel, which is later this year, the Brotherhood of Steel returns to Appalachia in search of new technology, the, the continuation of the story arc started in Steel Dawn will introduce new NPCs, quests, and, and companions to the West Virginia Wasteland. You'll get perk loadouts, easily customizable builds. You'll get camp sh uh, shelters, built uh, intense interiors, okay? And and then, what is that? Expeditions, new uh, repeatable missions. So, Season 3 refresh, new daily ops, and Holiday Scorch will be running around the map. This right here is the reason that Starfield will not be coming out in 2021 okay and they're gonna do one more of these right so at the end of this year they'll this time next year they'll have another schedule to lead up fallout, to fallout starfield yeah. this version of fallout is the buffer they need to keep people busy while they're doing their other things right they needed a live service game that they could milk from and they chose fallout right the time between Fallout 4 and Fallout 76 wasn't enough time wasn't enough time to make a game. Let's be honest. 
it was not enough time to make a game, especially a Fallout game. Right. Okay? So they chose, out of all their IP, that they were going to ch- attempt games of service with Fallout. And this is this is their attempt. Right? So this is going to be on until they realize that this won't be sustainable enough than releasing a new game. That's why they don't have to release a new game. That's the other reason why they don't release another game. You don't have to. Right. Well, they if have the ESO. If, if, if I have an IP running and it's making money and it's making good money, why would I want to divide the community with another game that's not a games of service and just a normal game? I want to, get, I want to keep that game in the running for as long as we can. Right. right. By the time Elder Scrolls Six comes out, Elder Scrolls Online will have run all of its contents course. Well, yeah, because it'll be like... <laughs> When did when seven did seven years old? No, longer than that. Longer right? than that. Maybe even longer, right? I'm thinking seven. Came out by then. 2013. So it's Elder Elder Scrolls. Are what six years old right now? Seven I years old right so. now. I believe. So. By the time Elder Scrolls Six comes out, it'll be like 15 years old. Right. And so by then they won't care. It'll be the 13. time for the ne- It'll be time for the next thing. It'll be time for the next thing. No, not it'll Skyrim. Not Skyrim. ESO. Duplis. <clears throat> ESO. Yeah. yeah ESO. ESO came out in 2013. Correct. 14. Thank you. Right. All right. So it's six years old now. Yeah. So it'll be like 11 years old by the time, by the time, Elder by the time Elder Scrolls 6 comes, comes out. out. Right. Yeah. That'll run its course. Right. The reason there isn't certain games. I just did a, a thing today. Right. There, I did a thing on GXG micro episodes today talking about Respawn and Titanfall. Titanfall 3 is not in development. And I can tell you why it's not in development is because Apex Legends is here right? right apex legends is in the universe of of titanfall okay and it's a free-to-play game making them a shit ton of money and the reason that's there titanfall is not going to come out anytime soon right that's just a small example of grand theft auto online grand theft auto 6 hasn't been out or that's dlc because point of proven. grand theft auto online elder scrolls 6 is d- pushed back because eso is here right one is there because the other one isn't world of warcraft the reason there wasn't a Warcraft 3, 4, 5 is because World of Warcraft has been here for 15 years, right? That's that's the reason. So I'm excited a little bit about these, but Fallout, I'm I'm done with Fallout again. I, I didn't even beat the story. I want to go back and play it, but it's like sporadically in between. Uh, I'm still enjoying myself in the in the world, but at the same time, I want to play other games. It's it's I'm starting to get games I didn't know I was I wanted. Like, I was having fun in Fallout 76 for the update, but then SnowRunner came out. And now Super Mega Baseball 3 is out. And then Minecraft Dungeon comes out. And then there's like, oh, the Skate game comes out later in July. Uh, Skate XL. I love Skate series. Okay. Now Skate XL comes out, whatever it's called. And I'm I'm ecstatic for that game. I can't wait for that one to come out. All right. Let's talk about Summerfest, okay? Now, Summerfest, so far we've seen the Xbox event last week. We saw the Epic stream, right? Um, we saw Tsushima uh, Sh- today. And what else? There was, another, there was another event that we saw. Oh, Tony Hawk. We saw the Tony Hawk 1 and 2. So far, I the, the Xbox is like the least miraculous to me of how they didn't show gameplay tony hawk 
I thought was cool, but again, still too many floating heads, not enough gameplay. Okay. Now, Epic came out with their demo tech demo, and they did a fantastic job because it was like a juggling act of they showed the they show the tech. They did the interview. As they were doing the interview, they would cut back to the actual footage when they were talking about it. And this is what you need to do. I thought that was the best thing so far. Today they showed uh, uh, the Japanese game, right? And Tsushima. And to me, it looked beautiful, right? I thought it looked interesting, but I'm not going to get it myself. It's not personally, it's not intriguing to me enough. I feel like it's The Witcher, okay? But in Shogun times, okay? I feel like it looks beautiful. It looks really cool. It looks like an open world. It looks like a 100 to 200 hour game that I don't have time for. And that's one of the reasons that it's not interesting to me. It's just too big for me to get interested into a, a game like that. Right. There you go, Tweak. That's exactly probably what I'll do, right? It's a, probably a game I'll watch a streamer play over my time, course of time, but I don't think I'll get it, which kind of makes me wonder, like, how many people are like me that won't buy it because of it, right? Because there's a lot of people that will buy the game, and then never beat it. Or they'll play it for 20 hours and then they won't touch it again. Right? So does this game interest you, Sarge? Chat, does this game interest you? Is this a game that you're definitely, like, you had to buy three games this year. Is this one of those games that you're buying? I mean, I like I like the time period. I like the Asian stuff. Like, I like the samurai, that kind of thing. I mean, I might. It depends on it, it depends on mood, but it's not like a thing in my head that says I'm not missing this game. Like, I, I respect the whole story that they're trying to portray for it, and it looks interesting. Combat looks really good. But it, for me, it's not a it's not an automatic. Right. Well, it's like, do you want to play this open world game, or do you want to play Assassin's Creed open world game? Yeah, but it's, or it's, not, do you just play... it's not just about open world. It's, it's just everything in general. It's like, I don't know, there's, there's certain games over time where I look at them, I see the play, I see the gameplay, and I'm like, yeah, that's one I got to play. Like it just it just rings true to you. Like I I find it interesting. Like if I'll probably eventually play it, but it's probably not going to be in the first six months. Yeah, I I'll get it when it's on sale, and there's got to be a giant hole of a gap of of things that I don't want to play, like a like board, and then I got to look at it and go, okay, it's a hundred hour game. That's going to take me two weeks, three weeks maybe to play. Right? I don't know. I, I want to talk about that, that tech demo they did. Yeah, we are. All right. So this goes back a little bit to what I was saying. Let me before. show some footage of it. I did. I did speak about. I thought that this is a couple shows ago. I did speak about how I was convinced that they were working on some type of software that was going to help improve the speed of which people were going to be able to make worlds and develop games. And when they showed this. That's exactly how they described it. it. It speeds up the process and streamlines being able to build worlds or build maps or build what they needed to build uh, constructs inside the game. Now, they use what it looks like. It looks like a, like a, a clone of like uh, Tomb Raider, right? But it gives, it, it gives its points, right? Like the part that the battle that's going on right now, especially with the new console, is... This pretty versus performance. Now, it's very hard to sell hardware based on performance because only a specific grouping of people understand 
real performance about their hardware, what they're looking for, SSDs, types of chips, graphics cards, like the things that make your system run the way you want them. But it's very easy to sell pretty when you show what they can do with the new system. And this is the issue that I'm having, is that just because the game is pretty doesn't make the game good. It looks amazing. That's great. But the other factors weigh more for me than just pretty. Now, I have no problem with this. If this is the way PS5 is going to look, like if this is the way things are going to look, then welcome to 2020. Okay? Where have you been? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, where have you guys been? Now, not to say, not to say this is not exciting, but let's all take a dose of reality and realize that if this is something that they've just been working on for the last year or so, no game that's being released for the new system in the next two or three years has this working for it right now. Right? That's not how the gaming works. It takes years yeah. before something is implemented. So we might not see the abilities of this engine in in games until maybe 2023 24 no they they the, said depending. well they they said they depending. said well no they said Fortnite will have this system in in 2021 well we shall see well it's their system they know how it runs so they'll, they'll... I, I, I get it so basically you you're, you're going to turn Fortnite into a non cartoon thing it's no, no, turn into that's this, not into this, that's is that what's going to happen no no but that's not what it that's not what it's about it's a, it's about the it's not about being this engine's not about being realism. It's photorealism, but yeah. but changing. It's it's about how building the world, how fast they can build the world. Okay, here's right. here's what I got from this whole thing. Okay, great. It's a video game, right? I looked at this and said, "Holy shit, this looks like the Mandalorian." Okay, because the Mandalorian is already using this shit. Okay, the Mandalorian's already using this technology in the Mandalorian. They've created the worlds in the Mandalorian because of, with this engine. Okay. Now, the game itself is a tech demo of a game that doesn't exist. It looks better than most games I've ever seen in my entire life. Right? It looks like an interesting game that I actually would play. When they said it took them six months between 12 and 24 people, I was like, what? It took you six months with a team of 12 to 24 people to make this? That's fucking amazing. Okay. Think, think about what six months gives us in Destiny right now. Not a whole lot. Right? This whole world is amazing. The detail, down to detail. Now, I'm amazed about the technology itself. Now, I've talked about this on the podcast as far as what Epic's doing. People give shit to Epic, right? Because they have more money than us. Okay? That's what happens. When you have more money than the people that like your product, they shit on you. Right, the Yankees get shit on, the Red Sox get shit on, the Patriots, Patriots get shit on, Disney gets shit on. All these people get shit on because they're more successful than us. Okay, and that's why people shit on on, on things. Right? I'm not shitting on Epic in any way. Right? You can say what you want about their their launcher and stuff like that, but what Epic has done technologically for the industry in the last 20 years. They're giving you the Unreal Engine. If it wasn't for the Unreal Engine, you wouldn't have some of the best games that you have on the market right now. Okay, They're not That's greedy. Funny. Now, you can say they are because they charge $20 for a skin in Fortnite and they make a trillion dollars a month, Okay, but they're not greedy. Why? Because they're only taking 8% of the people that use their, their actual thing. 11% before they were on the Epic Store. Now they have the Epic Store. They're only taking 8%. 
they're opening the door, right? If 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 Notch had this, okay, Minecraft wouldn't be what it is because he was working with an engine that he could work on by himself, okay? What they're doing with this particular stuff and how they're making assets, and he said, well, now you don't have to go out and get something. We're going to make it, and then it'll be an asset that you can just take and put in. It'll just work, right? You don't have to actually recode it and do stuff, right? Everything they do is in beta. Fortnite's in beta, the launcher's in beta, and they're making trillions of dollars, okay? But I'm not talking about them as a gaming company. I'm talking about them as a technologically advanced company. And the best way I can describe it is George Lucas, what he did for the film industry, okay, back in the 70s and 80s, is what Epic is doing for the video game industry right now and more. Because now what they're doing is they're blurring the lines between video games, film, and reality, okay? You want to know what's going to happen in the next five years? Epic's going to tell you because Epic is the ones building it. They're building the, the, the equipment and the gear and the foresight of what's going to do. And people are going to use – people that edit movies use the editing software that Lucas built. People use the lighting that Lucas built. They use the sound effects that Lucas built. They use the cameras that Lucas built. They use all the technology from ILM and THX, and Lucasfilms. Look up a film. In the last 20 years, Jurassic Park, Avatar, all this shit, all of them have used ILMM, right? All the Marvel movies, everything. When you look at Epic Games and look what games are using Unreal Engine, the funny part is the Unreal Tournament is a shitty game, okay? But the technology of building games and what they're doing is absolutely fucking amazing, and this is what I'm blown away by. So I would love to see... I look at this, and I don't want to see a Star Wars game or a show unless it's built in this, okay? I would love to see a Star Wars next animated show built in this, right? Think about Luke Skywalker five seconds after we saw him in Return of the Jedi. Uh, Mark Hamill just came out and said, I don't want to play Luke Skywalker again, right? Because he's old. He He just doesn't want to do it anymore. All the bullshit that's going on. But if they came back to him and said, here you are, this is you five seconds after Return of the Jedi, and you look exactly like you did back then, and all we need to do is have you voice over it, I think he'll come back, right? Someone else acts it and, and does all the acting, and all he does is the voice for it, I'm pretty sure he'll come back as Luke Skywalker, okay? That's what I'm saying, right? Can you imagine a Destiny, right? Could you imagine an Anthem? Could you imagine all these games that we play now, a Grand Theft Auto with this Unreal Engine and stuff? Anything. It's it's we're on the cusp. We're on the cusp of Ready Player One, and Epic is building that technology. Just a couple months ago, we talked about how they bought the the facial recognition and animation product and the body one. Okay, and then we find out that they're using this technology on the Mandalorian for backgrounds and making worlds, and they used it on the. Um, uh, Lion King and stuff as well, okay? And they used it in Jungle Book, okay? So this type of stuff has already been in the industry for five, six years, and now they're making it for video games and what they can do. So they're trying to take smaller teams. So think about it. A 12-man team, a 24-man team can now make a thing like this in six months. So what can they do if you have 100 people, 200 people, okay, over five years, six years, and all these assets they can make? 
that's where I'm blown away by this, right? The detail that they said in this is that that statue, okay, is it has like, what is it? Say, spill quality assets and billions of, of triangles, okay? Yeah, the, little, the, little... The detail yeah. right here. No more polygon budgets. No more maps needed, okay? It's what it says, okay? The illumination of the, of the light, it bounces automatically off the thing. It, it, it makes the light. It ricochets off the light and makes all the stuff happen and what's going on. They're trying to make gaming easier. They're trying to make it where everyone can make... If me and you, Sarge, wanted to take the time and learn this, we could start a studio up and make a small game with a small team and make it beautiful, right? And compete and try to do stuff and try to get out there. So you can hate Epic on one end for making Fortnite and having your kids dance around with the, with the, the, the floss and they're making trillions of dollars and be jealous of them. But technologically, they're, they're blowing me away with just this tech demo. But when I saw The Mandalorian, I was like, holy shit, they're changing the game. They're changing the way films and television and the way more people use this stuff, it's just going to come down faster and make it better. More people are going to do stuff. Imagine, Sarge, what we talked about earlier. We buy Star Wars. The people buy Star Wars. Okay? How many people in the world are Star Wars fans that are also geeks and nerds that would love to use the Unreal Engine? You could buy it and literally recreate Star Wars in this engine with the right people. Yeah. Sweeney even said it. He said, modders, we're opening it up. Okay? Modders can come in and they can do whatever. They're already doing it with Fortnite. You can make Fortnite skins and stuff like that. People get paid. They do all the stuff. Okay? They want people to be successful. And they're taking a small percentage. They're not even taking any money right now. It's free right now to take their 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 software. If you make over a million dollars, then they start taking a cut. Okay? That's fucking fantastic. Okay? That's not greedy. EA. EA is greedy. Activision. Activision is greedy. Epic. They're trying to make a business. Right, they're trying to make a business, and then trying to make other developers that are doing what they do make their jobs easier. Right, that's fucking and, amazing. And, and, and it would cut down on production time. <clears throat> Let me see what chat's saying. If Bungie uses I mean, the, this, the they're lighting, not though. The, the lighting, the lighting itself is. They might. Phenomenal. I don't want to say they're not, but I think they're using slip space. Like Dupla says. If this is a console, this is amazing. I've learned how to tr uh, trust preview stuff anymore. This is running on the PlayStation 5 with the HDMI cable is what they said. That's what they said. Okay. This is not going to be in your system at launch. No this way. is not going to be in your system at launch. Every game, whatever game you have in your head right now when it comes out, is not going to look like this at launch. It's going to take three years minimum. You're going to be in mid-stride of the new system. 2021, 2022, Okay might look like this but but the focus is still on pretty i want them to focus on video games running at 60 fps as standard we're going to make the hardware now where 60 fps is standard and then be pretty not the it's pretty and it's 30 fps with a next gen system right you can you can only get pretty so far it's diminishing returns the hardware can only do so much you can only be pretty for so long, right? And then it's about then it's about how the game, what the performance of the game is. That's what I'm looking for. Right. Well, here's the thing, right? So this technology comes out, yet the systems are still always going to be the bottlenecking of what potentially could happen. So 
there's no load times and stuff, but yet, oh, that's another thing Sweeney said. He said load times are a thing of the past. There's not going to be that's any bold, load times. That's a bold statement. Right? It's a bold statement. And he's also said that the SSDs on the PlayStation 5 are way ahead of high-end PCs. So I'm not a developer. I'm not a coder. I don't know. I'm going to have to take people that work with the stuff and take them for what they say until I said and go, come on. Right? But to me, it's amazing that if they can make an engine like this and 12, think about, there's probably more people working on the Eververse store right now than what worked on this tech demo for six months. You see what I'm saying? If they can get 12 to 24 people to make something like this, and then at the end of this video, this is not even the right, this is, let me go to the, let me go to their actual video. Or let me go to their website. Do they have their website? Um, click here to download the Unreal Engine. Was it unrealengine.com? Is that what it is? I'm trying to. I, I want to see their video, the full, the full thing. Yeah, look what look what they're doing. Look out here: games, architecture, automotive transportation, broadcast, live events, film and television, training simulations. Right? They're 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 doing it all, man. Epic Games is not just a a video game publisher. I want to see if they have. No. <clears throat> anyway, they're, what they're doing is is phenomenal. Again, I I feel that tech demo. I got a lot more than oh wow, it's a cool game. I looked at it and went what? Like me and Duplass were talking on on um, on uh, Discord while we were watching, and it, and I I came in and he goes he goes oh. They're just going to talk now. Like, I think the boring stuff, like, they're just going to keep talking. And I went, no, this is the juicy stuff now to me. Like, I want to hear what they have to say. It's because it's what they don't say or in between what they're saying. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that's that's the big stuff that's happening, right? <clears throat> I mean, you can look at, yeah, look at this. Unreal Engine, Storytell. Let me, let me bring it back up. This is all stuff they're doing in the film industry, man. I mean, it's about time that they've had some kind of breakthrough in in software development and to help them build worlds, because a lot of the games now are constructed with these massive open right. worlds. So anything to cut down on and, and to speed up that process is huge. Look right here; they've worked on eighty major motion pictures and episodic television shows already. Right, that background behind that guy right there is computer generated. Look, of look at the screen behind him. That's an outside of fucking like a desert. You can't tell. Think of all the money that production companies will save, especially television ones, where they have to go to a location. <clears throat> they can just make the location. They, they don't, don't have they to don't, go anywhere. They don't have to go anywhere. Look, that's right. the, that's the, the they can change the background constantly wherever they need to go without ever moving. Yeah. All they do is change the foreground. That's it. On the fly, it can move. It can change. They can literally make a world and then start moving it. So he's on a motorcycle. He starts driving away, and the background just starts to move. No green screens. No lighting on the green screen anymore. 
right? That's phenomenal. You have that's, you have, that's, you have that's no idea. Changing. Yeah, that's game changing. Let me see what this. Uh... <clears throat> I mean that literally and figuratively. It's game changing. Here, here's a video of of, of the actual stuff. I'm not going to put the music on. <clears throat> the technology that Epic's doing is is phenomenal. <clears throat> they call this the Vroom or something. All right. This is the stuff I miss. I love this. Is what I used to do for a living. Right now, Fernando there is also in a virtual camera. Okay, when you saw that, when you saw that thing up there, look, they could change the lighting of the day and the night. Perfect contrast, perfect color. See, they, age? Don't, have to, they, they don't have to wait <clears throat> for the time of day to happen. No, they can make it. They can make it whatever time of day they need it. A- anytime, right? And then you can see in the VR, they have VR headsets, and they can capture the cameras. See, there's Fernando and there's AJ behind him in the pink and green. Their camera operators virtually in the in the space getting capturing footage. Right? That's insane. Yeah, that's that's next level <clears> shit. <throat> and they can just fly around and do whatever. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I, I can't even tell you. This is what I'm I'm geeking out on right here. I didn't even know this video existed. Until just now, Swifty, you, you can bet your ass that down the road, that's definitely what Battlefield will be. <clears throat> yeah, see, this this scares me because I'm a camera operator. I work in the camera industry. I work in the camera department. These guys are putting a VR headset on and taking my job away. Right? You have to go, you have to go back to school, learn how to do this. Look at, I mean, look, just, look at him. He's, he's just picking up a rock and just moving it. <laughs> it's incredible. You can just change the background by up, uh, click, click, move, click, boom, yep, there. In real time, you know, you know who's gonna make, you know, who's gonna make a fortune on this is when they do car commercials. Is that a normal screen? That is a projection screen. So it's an LED screen that's behind them. It's all part of the whole, the whole thing: the side, the ceiling, the floor. The floor is the only thing they slide in, okay? And they put a, a foreground just where the where the where the screen hits the floor. They'll put something there practical to make it look like it's part of the background. Right? But the sky, the background, everything, all the things around them, they can keep moving those screens and it, it bends around them wherever they need to go. <clears throat> so that's where I got out of the epic thing, okay? Now going forward for the summit, uh, the Summerfest, I I don't know if I like this format of floating heads like this. We're interviewing each other in a in a, in a room, right? I, I find it weird. The Sweeney interview, me and Duplass were laughing, or at least I was laughing on my end. It looked like Tim Sweeney never is in his house. It looks like he's in the office all the time because he was in a giant room with like a bare background, and he had one of those electronic balls, you know, where you zap yourself with. Yeah, the little yeah, on, yeah. on the ground behind him, just sitting on the floor, like plugged in. It looked like five seconds before you went live, you'd be like, I'll just put this here and, and just put it there. And then a desk on the other side, you could tell there was no light in the room because he took a lamp, shoved it on the desk, and then plugged it in from the front of the desk. Like he went from the front and then underneath and then plugged it in instead of going behind the desk. Right? It just looked really weird. I was like I was like, Man, this man's probably never in his house. Ever. Right? It just it looked really funny, right? 
Yeah, see, they just changed the lighting. Look, changing the lighting on the fly. All right, hold on a second. Set up. Can you can you imagine how much production time that saves? You don't you don't have to wait I, for the time of day. I can do whatever you I can you tell want. you. I can tell you because if the sun's too bright, they got to put a floppy above your head and then light the spots that they want to light. Right now, they just go done. Right, done. Oh wait, let me done. Okay, <clears throat> that's it. He's got an iPad in his hands. He's got a fucking iPad or a tablet in his hands. That's what he's got. It's insane. It's insane. I don't want to see anything else other than this from now on. This is, you can literally make anything you want. Fantasy-wise, you can do sci-fi, reality, doesn't matter, virtual reality, all on the same soundstage. All you got to do is have someone make it. Make the background. <clears throat> I'm going to have to watch this video offline just to see what they're saying and stuff. Live multi-user session. My God, it's insane. All right. Tony Hawk Pro Skater was also part of the uh, the Summerfest thing. Here's another game that I saw. Right, Ghost of Tsushima. Not really interested in it. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remastered. Okay. Now, 20-something old me, as a skater is younger, and then getting older, I like skating. I'm interested in skating. But I'm not interested in, in a game that I played in 1997 and 2000, right? The nostalgia looks, I look at it and go, oh, that's great. They recreated it for my son, all right? Or they recreated it for, but I have no interest whatsoever in Tony Hawk Pro Skater. The interview itself, they showed some gameplay, but most of the time they just showed the floating heads of Tony Hawk and the person that created it, right? From Vicarious Visions. And I'm like, I have no real interest in, in what's going on. Like, I just... Great, you remastered the game. It's not you're not the demographic anymore. <clears throat> I know, but even the kids nowadays, I can't imagine them wanting the game like that. When I don't know, I don't, I don't know what the skating community is like anymore. If there are people actually skating anymore, like like a, like that in those numbers, like skating. Like I know people still skate, <clears throat> but I don't think I'm not sure if it's at the same levels that it was. Did you did you catch did you catch the story that the 11 year old kid broke Tony Hawk's record? I did. I showed it. I lost the video now, but an 11 year old kid did a 1080. 11 years old. 11 years old did a 1080, okay, okay, which is like the holy grail of skating. Okay. Tony Hawk did a nine, what is it, a nine? He almost almost did a 1080. He was just shy. He did did a 960. Yeah, when he was 30. Yeah, he did a 960. When he was 30. And other people have done it since. No one has ever done a 1080. The 11-year-old is the first person, at least captured on film, okay, right. to do a 1080. Can you imagine being Tony Hawk and going, I've been trying my whole life to do it, and then this kid did it at 11? Oh, 11. At 11. 11. Where do you go from yeah. there? Where do yeah, you go from there? Think, think, think about what kind of skater this kid's going to be, though, when he reaches his 20s. Right. If he's doing this shit when he's 11. Right. Well, he said... Get, he, his, get his name. That's he did a 900. That's going to be the next skating game's name is him. Oh, that's what it was. He did a 900 when he was eight. It said in the video. A 900 when he was eight years old. <clears throat> Tony Hawk seems like uh, he'd be like uh, right on the kid. What do you mean? Right on, kid. Oh, right on, kid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd be like, shit, took me 30 I'm, I'm years. Sure, I'm sure Tony Hawk probably sends him a board. Well, he, 
I'm pretty sure because he tagged Tony Hawk in his tweet when he did it. So Tony Hawk was probably like, oh, you got you to gotta be fucking kidding me. He had, his mind had to be blown, right? 11-year-old. Like, yeah. I watched a video of Tony Hawk um, doing do a kickflip. Do a kickflip. Right? He was going around giving out boards and stuff to people that did a kickflip. Back in the day, doing a kickflip was super hard. Now you can go up to pretty much anyone on the street and a kickflip is done. And he's like, he's, he's like, that's impressive. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And nobody would be doing this if it wasn't for him. Right? Uh, well, Tony Hawk did elevate skating for sure. Skating was kind of teetering there for a while. And then when Tony Hawk started up doing his things, uh, skating came back. <clears throat> yeah, this thing, this thing's amazing. I can't, I can't get enough of this, this production stuff here. <clears throat> I don't know. A lot of kids that are really good at skating when they're young end up fucking up something along the way. Oh yeah, yeah. But you don't, you don't think about that when you were a kid. I have bad knees now. My son asked me, "Why do you have bad knees?" I said, "Because I made stupid decisions when I was a kid." That's it, right? But I don't want, I don't want him to get scared. I want him to go out and do whatever he, whatever he wants. Have your own stories. Have your own tales. Why can't you hold a? Why can't you put your arm above your head? Well, there's a time I was up in a tree and then I got stabbed through it with a brand. You know, whatever, whatever your story is, you gotta own it. All right. So Tony Hawk, I'm not, I'm not a big, I'm not a big. I was a, I was a huge fan of Tony Hawk, but I'm, I'm more interested in the. We had a conversation the other day in, in, in stream. I'm more interested in the custom, uh, or the Skate XL than I am in Tony Hawk because Tony Hawk is more of a arcade style skater. And I like what I saw about the custom XL or Skate XL because in Skate XL, your analog sticks are are grouped to your each of your feet. So like the left is to the left foot and the right to your right foot. So you're actually like you're actually skating. You know what I mean? Like you're doing the you do the kick flip and you're actually you're you're the motion of it you do is actually doing the tricks instead of just like mashing buttons. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it'll be interesting to see when that game comes out. I'll probably suck right off the bat, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, let's see. We got that done. We talked about the engine. We talked about the Summerfest. <clears throat> We're almost done here. Madden football. Let's talk about Madden, shall we? Madden football, I think, is pretty funny because they said... On the Xbox show, on the event, they said that if you buy the MVP of the, of the who's on the NBA or the NFL cover was like, if you buy Madden now, it's smart delivery, and you'll get it on the next console. And they they said, yeah, that's that's what's happening. Until that's not what's happening. Until it's not right. So the article says EA isn't supporting smart delivery with Madden Twenty One because. Of course it's not, right? So Why would it? They're, they're going to miss out on some money. They're right. not going to let that happen. So those of you that don't know what Smart Delivery is, Smart Delivery offers gamers the ability to purchase a game for a previous generation of console, in the case Xbox One, and always will be able to play the best version of the game on whichever console they're using. For example, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be a title that supports Smart Delivery, helping bridge the gap between the console generations and the next one. Right. Thus, fans are only need to purchase the game once. Well... EA says they announced that 
plans for Madden 21 on Xbox Series X that's taking a different route. Of course they are. Okay. And the competitors, and it's not supporting smart delivery. Instead, the publisher is offering a deal for gamers who purchase Madden 21 prior to December 31st and upgrade to an Xbox X by March 31st. Essentially, fans who fulfill these prerequisites will be given a free upgrade to the Xbox X version of Madden 21. So there you go. This is the thing I was talking about that I thought Cyberpunk 27 would do. Because when I said this months ago, we didn't know about Xbox Series X, Cyberpunk 2077. We didn't even know about the smart delivery at that time. I said, when the smart delivery came out, I said Cyberpunk will probably come out and say, hey, yeah, you can upgrade to Cyberpunk 2077, but there'll probably be a deadline to do it, right? Because they don't want you... They want to sell other stuff. So, again... Right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold to that. I think Cyberpunk 2077 will also do that, but they're just not gonna tell you yet. Right, right now you can buy it and you can also play with it. Smart delivery. They say it's gonna be part of smart delivery, but for how long? You know what I'm saying? You would have to buy it before a certain period of time. Okay, I think the people believe that smart delivery is a Microsoft uh, PS decision, not the publisher. I just think the way it is though, because a company. I can see them saying, hey, yeah, we're giving you this game. You bought it for the Xbox One or PlayStation 3, and now you bought a new Xbox or PlayStation 5. So as long as you have, you bought our game and you bought a new system before this date, then you can get an upgrade. But if you buy it after this date, you're going to have to buy the game again. I don't think it's going to be like December next year, 2021. I'm like, oh, I just bought an Xbox. I own Cyberpunk last year. I get it for free this year. That's not going to... It's not going to happen. I don't think so. Okay. It's going to happen what EA is doing right here. Where they're going to be like, you got to buy it before a certain period of time. You have to have this and this before this date to get the prerequisite. Right. Sort of like what we talk about in destiny, right? Before you can unlock this thing, you have to, you have to do these prerequisites before you can get that thing. Right. I believe that's what's going to happen. Do you think this is a bad move or a good move about Madden? Listen, first of all, this is this is the train of thought that everyone has to keep following. Remember, in another year or two, there's not going to be any more hard copies. It's going to be digital only. You, you're going to be you're going to be the one. If you want a hard <laughs> copy like me, I'm going to have to go looking for a hard copy of something. Right? Everything's going to be digital. So once again, companies are making thirty percent more on every game because it's digital. Are they going to lower the price of games? No. Are they going to make you buy another game? Considering they're making 30% more in every game they sell anyway? Probably. Because the rule of business is you have, to, you have to pass what you made last year. And the only way they can keep up this insane ridiculousness of outselling out themselves year on year end is to figure out the loopholes. So all digital means 30%, 30% more, roughly 20. I think it's like 26.5%. I rounded it up. I apologize. But it's like, like 26%. And now... I've heard I've heard rumors already. I've heard rumors already that some games will be sixty-five and seventy dollars by by Christmas next year. I, I'm not saying it's fact yet. I'm not saying it's fact yet. What I'm saying is sixty-five, seventy-dollar games is on is is on the plate. It's not in the house yet. It's on the plate. So that means that's a, that's a forty percent, roughly forty-five percent increase in games. We're going to see. We're going to see how it works out. Hmm. Would that make or break you? I would probably buy less games. If it's a $70 game, 
I'd probably buy less games. I would make sure that the game was actually good before purchasing it, and I would never pre-order. How much is a game in Australia? I wish Tally was here. <clears throat> I think it's like games, ninety. Think, it's like ninety run bucks. Like eighty-five, ninety dollars. Yeah. yeah. So that, that would be now over a hundred dollars then for a game. Yeah, a hundred dollars for a game. Yeah. Then, then you have to start now. You have to start debating like, like Grand Theft Auto would be a hundred dollar game, right? Or an eighty dollar game or seventy. But we talked game. about this before, Mike. We talked about how games that the, where they want their game to be at a triple A level is a hundred dollar game. Whether they get it to whether they get the hundred dollars up front from you or over time, you're paying a hundred bucks for that game. Right, right. Because because if you buy Destiny or any game like that, it's sixty dollars and then thirty dollars for the season pass. Right, so you got ninety dollars, and then you're probably gonna get the extra ten dollars somewhere in there for microtransactions or whatever. Oh, right. Easy. Right. <clears throat> Games used to be fifty bucks, forty, fifty bucks. I remember growing up, 40, 50 bucks is a normal game. I don't mind it was 60, but I'm just letting you know that if it's all digital, okay, and they're making 26% more, and you raise the price, I'm just saying, man, it's a dick move. Yeah. But once again, you've got nowhere else to go. There's no choice now. Right. And not to mention the fact that you buy it digitally, game's not yours. Right. Well, that's another thing, right? So if I buy it. Game's not yours. If I buy Cyberpunk right now, hard disk, the upgrade's not going to be disk. The upgrade's no. going to be digital. That's right. 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 That's right. So. All right, chat. <clears throat> that is the episode. Two sixteens in the can. If you guys want to talk about any conversations that we talked about here today, head on over to 30instillgaming.live, which is our website which is live right now, okay? You can hit up all the stuff, okay? You can hit up all the stuff there. Podcast, audio version, video versions, past broadcasts. If you like to talk about comments, there's an email thing at the bottom. Go there, uh, hit up the email as, as uh, you know, whatever, co whatever topics you guys want to talk about. I would love to get some emails, and we could even talk about them on smaller versions of GXG or on this podcast in the future. I do appreciate you guys coming out. Make sure you follow Sarge at thirty. Uh, follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Thirty and Still Gaming. Follow the show. Hit that follow button on Mixer.com slash Thirty and Still Gaming. Go to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube Thirty and Still Gaming, or go to Thirty and Still Gaming Live and click around all the buttons and go follow, share, like, subscribe. Where all the stuff is there. I do appreciate you guys coming out. Thanks for hanging out. The stream is over. The stream's not done. The show's done. We'll be back, and we're playing some Star Wars Battlefront uh, Two or Battlefield. Whoever know, wants to is, group is, up. Is, is, do the guys have uh, the Battlefield guys are here or not? We I don't do, know. We could do Battlefield, but otherwise, if, we do Battlefront. If, if we have a full squad, I'll do Battlefield. If we don't have a full squad, I'll do Battlefront. All right. So that's what we'll do. We'll see you in about ten minutes or so. Thanks for hanging out. T take care, guys. two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.